Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nice Ninda, but one tonight, just three of us in the studio. Hopefully for your be- hopefully on for your benefit, that means I'm not gonna have to give my opinion more. I'll just let these two do the talking for me. Martin Smith is here, needs no introduction of course, and Gareth Barker. Tottenham Hotspur, we would like not to talk about it, but we're gonna have to, otherwise the show would be sort of a bit daft. <laughs> and uh, I don't know who wants to sort of depress themselves the most here, but Gareth, start with you. Regardless of whatever system we've played, whatever people keep saying about the one he, he played on Monday night. As a group of players, they looked like they didn't know the arse from the elbow to me. Mm. And it's just, I know you've done a bit on it and the Rock Report the other day, didn't you? Just suggesting he's sort of almost a desperation stage, mm. trying anything. He seems to be trying it for the sake of trying it, doesn't he? Yeah. And it's just, you, you do feel whatever team you put out on Monday night would have sort of just folded yeah. in the same manner, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think they've just, you know, they just look like they've gone, like mentally. You know, they're not doing things you should be doing on the pitch I mean it doesn't matter what formation you play I mean if you don't I mean both the goals the first two sorry you know where the crosses come in they've all just watched it Brown's like got beaten the ball twice that slow motion replay Sky showed you from behind the goal yeah. where one at a time the defenders yeah, just, just slowly turned just around. turned the head and looked towards yeah, the ball yeah. that was depressing wasn't it it's just bizarre um, and a few people were saying well is it because they're playing three centre halves that like they've left it for each other but I can't believe that I just think you know, they're just there's just no self belief in what they're supposed to be doing, no one's taking responsibility, no one's confident. Um and it looks as though now that really will rubber stamp We do need we do need down. we should yeah. have some violin music in the background, you know, <laughs> or some soft piano music. Well, you know, it just looks like that's <laughs> it now. I mean seven points to make up, six seven games to go. I mean, they, they don't look like they'll beat anybody, you mm. know. I think the three at the back debate feels like it's been done to death, Martin. But I'd, I'd like to know your opinion on it because um, we can't really push over it. Yeah, because I'm under the opinion that it hasn't helped at all. I know it kind of worked at Liverpool, but I think the players, you know, had a, had a specific task that that game and stuck to it. Um, for me, I mean, me and Gareth see it a little differently. Uh, for me, he's 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 sort like I've just said, he's almost sticking with it for the sake of sticking with it. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, th- I think he has just come to a point where he's, he's he's trying to change things. I think we could all pick a different team, a different system, and just the mental state that they're looking at the minute, the way they're playing, I don't think any team or system we pick look like they could beat anybody who's half-decent in this league. Um, three at the back, if you've got really attacking wing-backs, it can work. Um, Phil Bardsley, he's, he's given his best up and down. Uh, the right hand side but he's he's not your typical wing back uh, Alonso's done okay but just done okay yeah, he, t- had, he had his full backs advanced anyway didn't he though when he was playing yeah. for the back because one of the first things we noticed was uh, when the keeper had the ball the centre half was splitting the full backs were pushing up 
Yeah, and it's and just sort of abandoned that, and, and sort of, so in, in a way, I know we, one of our guests, Craig Clark, mentioned in a way, it's almost having like a, a redundant defender there because he's still playing a similar system anyway. We've just now got an extra rubbish centre half mm. making a mess of things at the back. I was going to say the redundant player. I was going to say. I thought you were aiming at that for Jamie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and as you say, since that cup finally sort of chink tinkered with everything, and I think. If we'd have played that team in the cup final and it hadn't worked again, you could understand why he hadn't played that team again. But he hasn't. Um, as I say, at the minute, three centre-halves at the back, they all look as bad as each other. <laughs> it's just next um, to one to get in the way of the other one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and uh, just because the full-backs, it's just an extra body who's not in an attacking area, which is where we need them. It's interesting, that, oh, Gareth, isn't it? Because after the game, Poyet came out and he's, he sort of implied that the players aren't good enough to play in a game without five defenders suddenly yeah. even though it's only been three games but like Martin just said there he picked a pretty defensive side in the cup final because he had to because of the opposition and that worked okay so you know, if he's worried about sort of conceding goals and they're like why not just go back to that um, I think though that was an exceptional circumstance I think when he's played callback sort of as a holding left side of midfield player to try and stop that Zabaleta overlap and Things like that, so I think it was a bit more well thought okay, out. Well, not game a, maybe plan. not exactly the same, but you can still an extra midfielder rather than an extra centre half. I think is what I'm getting. At. I don't know, to be honest. I mean, that's not good enough. You don't know. Come I on, I don't know. I mean, you're at a loss. <laughs> the players are like, dragging us down mm, to their level now. You can't you know? You can't. It's, it's almost impossible to discuss it anymore because what can you say? Right, that's it. End of the I'm podcast. Just saying, well, end podcast now. I was thinking about this in the <laughs> end week. Of the season thinking, there. Like, <laughs> what, in, what on earth are we going to talk about this week? Because you're just at a loss to. Well, we no. always say we have better content when we lose and games is more discussed, but it just took it too far, isn't it? It's I, think, gone I think it has become more depressing. I think it's hitting home to everybody. It is going to. It's going to happen regardless how hopeful we are and how we'll possibly turn up with the game on Saturday and you get carried away a little bit and think it could, but I think the core light idea, everybody knows it's it's over. Well, one one popular sort of theory, Martin, um, is that most of the players are out of contract in the season. They won't be here next year. It's an easy thing for a fan to sort of say that and a journalist to label as a player. Can you speak from somebody who was in a dressing room? Is that, is that likely to be the case? I think sometimes it looks like that, but I, I've never been in a dressing room where people have thought, I'm not going to be here next year, I'm, I'm down in tools. You're always sort of playing for something, uh, whoever's watching you, um, unless a couple of them have got somewhere else already sorted and well, they, they might have down tools. But I, as I said, I just come, I think they're, just, they're not good enough for the level we want to play at. I think it's sort of gradually caught up with us over the season well not over the season it's this season three, and now sort of caught up with it? us um, I think you look at other teams and they've probably got four or five really good players in their team when they can get away we're not people playing to the top every week we've got to have everybody playing at the top every week uh, even just compete because we're just a set of average Premier League players I mean I'm not even going to ask you sort of where the blame lies because we haven't got time for that I wouldn't be fair to ask anybody that because it's a, well, I don't it's know a, I mean I'd well, it's a mix yeah, it's a be, mix though isn't it to be honest I mean, we, we'll talk, talk, we can talk about, about the hero now but <laughs> we go back you know I don't want to start going back people think I'm just an anti-Steve Bruce agenda thing which I am a little bit but uh, it goes back sort of to that disastrous transfer window doesn't it and it's Martin so you, you were sort of convinced it's not a lack of lack of effort and trying because that, that's another sort of way a lot of us are sort of heading down as a fan sometimes you think you know have these players got a heart? Because the sort of 
the way they caved in against Spurs, a final three goals, you know, it didn't it didn't look like it. And I, yeah, I may not understand that last them last three goals. I thought they looked like a team that had sort of resigned themselves to relegation. But you do sometimes play games like that, and especially when you wait against the big teams, and you you sometimes don't realise how much people put in to stop the other team playing. You look at Man United last night; they put a lot in to stop Bayern Munich playing. Last twenty minutes, they just ran out of steam. You know, then that's probably what did happen the other night. Even though it looks like they just sort of didn't bother. It does at times. You realise we're not going to score two against these, and it is. It's demoralising. I'd like to think Saturday they'll turn up on Saturday and have a go. Now, whether they're good enough to beat Everton's different kettle of fish altogether, but I'm, I'd like to think they'll still have a go. Liam Bridcut Gareth had an absolute shocker. Couldn't get tight to people. Looked panicky mm. on the ball. A couple of games in a row now. He's he's he start look a bit sus. And I know we've. We've discussed a lot on here, you know, we spoke to Jabscore from Brighton and he told us what he was good at and what he brought to the side and he said straight away, you know, he's not a Hollywood player. So I suppose it's easy to make him a scapegoat, isn't it, the way he plays in a side like this because he isn't going to grab a knit again by the scruff of the neck, is he? But we knew that. But Monday was poor, wasn't he? Yeah, I just think whoever comes in just gets dragged down at the level of the team. They they do. Like, there's nobody improves a side. Like, nobody comes in... Like when Johnson initially, comes off the, initially, like Key did initially, didn't yeah, he? But he, where's he gone? He's gone mm. down. He's been dragged mm. down. Like they all get dragged down to the level. I mean, Barini recently, he's gone. Mm. Do you like, do that, Martin? When you go, I, do, it, I yeah. think it just comes back. There's just a lot of average players there, and if if the two or three who were above average don't turn it on, we struggle. And it looks like they're getting. You can't expect the t- mm. the same two or three to drag a team along every week. You need nine or ten every week to perform in this league to do something and we just haven't got the players to perform at that level just think about you know it was about this time Martin you, you were on the pod last year and you know De Canio it was probably this I think it was it was pretty much just parallel been, week just been to the season point, yeah, just been appointed seven games left just was, been yeah. appointed with seven games to go yeah we're mm-hmm. 17th I think were we 17th oh, I think so yeah. just um, outside I think yeah um, and that's where we're finished because we were relating it to when Buxton went and Peter Reid mm, came yeah, in Peter Reed came for the in. final seven games, but we we're not going to have anything for that spark now, are we? Just no, this is us now. Yeah, there's just no, not. I mean, it's not own. I think you look at you know Gus and stuff, and it's just he, he came in. He he was positive. He didn't mourn. You know, he got on with it. He did what he wanted to do. Gradually introduced his his style and all this kind of stuff. And as it's gone on, you know, he just it seems as though even he's been dragged down a bit like he's he doesn't look he looks like, like he's going like, to cry he looks, he looks like, like, like a fan he yeah. looks like he's watching it as a fan he commenting does. as a fan he looks he? like he's going to he's probably thinking what on earth is going on here so nothing he, nothing he does works I mean no, a lot of people say well why didn't he stick with the the system from before and the team from before but you know Villa at home 1-0 Norwich at home 0-0 Palace at home but nil, I think nil. it's because mm. we'd kind of come out the other side of that hadn't we and was that just purely down to the cup final place had players wanting a cup final place but even, even, even through that even through because that we period. did look a lot better though didn't we and, and personally I mean I, I'm one of the ones who well, I think d- since the final like, I criticise Poyet totally I think he's he's almost sort of lost track of, mm. of what he believes in and he's just, like you're saying it's just he's trying anything I mean it's something we used to criticise Steve Bruce for and Steve Bruce used to openly admit it He'd sit on Soccer Sunday and say, "Oh, you do. You just try anything." Yeah. And you'd think, you know, well, that's you know, no, you need to be a little bit more measured <laughs> than that as, as a I'd Premier League manager. You don't mm. just tr- you don't just try yeah. everything. I'd, li- I'd like to give credit a bit more Poyet than 
uh, sorry, I'd like to give Poya a bit more credit than than uh, Bruce really in that case because I think you know Gus generally does is is thinking trying to think his way out of it, um, but it it just isn't working. Like I don't have a problem with them changing the way things are because you know out of those you know say we lost at home Stoke two nil, we uh, sorry a uh, whole two nil would be Stoke one nil, but out of those, all of those games it just you know Harley's looked like scoring a goal like mm. we didn't look like doing anything he, that's uh, my argument for three yeah, the back, oh, we've got an extra sort of centre half we don't yeah. need uh, but you know what my the, argument the, is I know I know we're not going to agree and we're not going to start yeah. arguing about no, the game no, no. but I just think they need all the help they can get he's, he's kind of hinted Martin that he's going to save it we'll talk about Everton later anyway uh, Everton later anyway Wes Brown was another one who had a bit of a shocker the other night wasn't he can you see him carrying on beyond the season he'd be surprised wouldn't it a lot of people it's, are campaigning today saying oh He'd be great in the championship, but he looked again. He 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 sort of sat there, looking like a broken man as them goals were going. Yeah, in. it did. And it's funny because when he first come back, everybody's saying he should be on the plane to Rio. You know, mm. it just shows how quickly things change. Um, I still think he'll have a, another year in him. You know, it's just someone else who's just sort of been dragged into playing the way you are. And as I said, it's a lot of it can be confidence. And I think with Paul, yeah, I think he's limited to what he can do. Who do you play from? With Maltador, much of a muchness. Can you go long ball? No, we kind of stick it in the mix. He's got to keep trying to play it, and whoever he puts in, it's just Gardner, Colback, Larson. You're just going to get the same stuff from them all. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is, and it's there's so many things that you can say and try and change, but he, he's stuck with what he's got, and it's you could you could play any system and any one of them, and for me, you'd struggle. Severely lacking in pace and power. When yeah. when does he write it off as a bad job? Like. At what like does he do it when it's it was still mathematically safe well, or whatever? I mean, I, I mean, don't know because I remember when Mick McCarthy came in and he, he had and he had the likes of Phillips there and McCann in there that was disgraceful away. They just folded and they lost every all the, all the ten games McCarthy came in yeah. for, didn't it? And it's kind of like, in a way, you know, McCarthy would have been thinking the same, but he had a chance to rebuild and he got us promoted. Yeah, I just mean I'm mean, saying this season when do you, mm-hmm. when does Gus start thinking? Yeah, you but know, if we get beaten sat on Saturday. Um, you know he's got. You mean it's the Sunderland manager's left. job, though? No, I'm oh, talking right, about. Okay. I'm talking about when does he write it off as a bad job and start pr- planning for next year? When does he start say, "Well, Barini's not going to be here next year. I'm not picking him. Key's not here next year. I'm not okay. picking him." Well, you know, Bardi's out of contract. Callback's out of contract. Quillar's out of contract. Larson's out of contract. Garner's out of contract. You can't play them. Like, what's the point? There's well, no I point. I think the majority will not be here, exactly. really. So what? You know, at what point is he gonna is he gonna persist with the group that's there who keep failing, or is he gonna go? Well, I'll bring in Bar. I'll bring in Mavrias. I'll bring what? I mean, Scotland's season finishes slightly earlier than ours, doesn't it? He might bring, you know, bring what more back? Whatever. I don't know. Like, is he gonna? Is he gonna do something like that, or is he just gonna kind of carry on I regardless? I, I think it's Martin. It's always gonna be. In the back of his mind, isn't it that they could do it? That they could pull four wins out the bag. It's very unlikely. I, think he, I don't he, think any of us would. Like, but I suppose in his professional capacity, he's got to think that. He, he? He, I mean, you look at him after the game the other night, and you say, "Yeah, he looked like a, a bit of a broken man." But I'm sure he's in the goal that day. He's planned for the game Saturday, thinking, "Right, we're going to get a result." You've got to have a player as a manager. Yeah. You've got to. Whether he does really believe in the squad he's got there, it's another matter. But he's got to go in there in the training ground and make them believe he believes in them, you know, and just somehow try and get a result Saturday. And then it might look slightly different. I just get the impression that it's everything's wrong. There's stuff, stuff going on, or 
don't know. You just get that feeling. It just doesn't. Mm. It's just. It's I think not the, fo- right. the football clubs where there is always stuff going on behind yeah. the scenes, and if you're winning, nobody gives yeah. a monkey's what's going on. You know, and then when you're starting to get beaten, things are going the way we are now. All the rumours come out, and yeah. everybody starts telling the story. This is going. That's going on. So, and it does make you look at the club a bit closer mm. than you normally would. But as you say, I think there is things that need sorting out down there. Mm. Is the right man to do it still for everybody? Definitely, he is yeah. for me. Yeah, he yeah. is for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was important to put that out there because I was like, just saying, <laughs> people think we're know, slagging him off. You know, you you kind of if you went on Twitter, go back through people's timelines on Twitter, say at the you know through February and building up to that cup final, everyone would go, oh, you know, beat the mags and that, and everyone had been like, oh, Gus, you know, and two months later, I know, it's like some people have just forgotten completely, and you got it. I think you know, people, he has made loads of mistakes in the last sort of six weeks. But what you got to say is that would be no, and I don't think without him, would be no, we wouldn't even be seven points adrift. I would probably be twenty well, points he's, adrift. He's, he's sort of alluded to the fact that the cup finals made a difference himself, hasn't he? That oh, it's, yeah. if it wasn't for that, we'd we'd be we'd be long gone. Um, and I think it's it's easy for fans to sort of jump on that bandwagon, Martin. As you said, mentioned before the mics came on, he he's probably just starting to realise what a what a what a big job Sunderland is now. You've obviously. Played here, you've played elsewhere. And what, what what is it? Do you think that's that people maybe aren't aware of when they come here? What, what what's different? I, I think people sort of come in and don't realise how big a club, and it's not just our Newcastle as well. It's the intensity there, and people wanting the team to do well. Uh, obviously, I've played here, and I've gone to other clubs, and it's just it's it is totally different. I think I just said the I looked up the other night. It looked like a man who sort of realised, whoa, this is a big club. It's going to be serious pressure here. I've got a I've got a real job on you know and it is it's it's is it it's great when things are going well and but when you've got 40,000 in there mm. every week you know it's it, it can st- seriously stress it out as a manager and a player is it just the culture as well you mean like the interest in the people on the street and the yeah and it is and, and it's and like it's, and it's obviously a city but it's not a huge city you kind of sort of disappear away from it everybody wants to talk about the football up here whereas if you're down London you can disappear into the, into the crowd up here that's all it is it's, it's all about the football and if it's not going well you find out about it. I want to know what your opinion is on Fabio Barini playing up front as well, because it's another discussion we have every week. Everybody's been sort of shouting for him to to go up front, like he did at Wembley. Um, we kind of said we understand why he wasn't, because he was so good playing on that sort of outside left position that you're taking that away from the side if you put him up front. You know, he was scoring goals from there. Uh, now on Monday night, I thought he struggled a bit up front. Now you've played the wings and you've played up front, so I just want to know what you thought about it. I think he can play up front against certain teams. Maybe he's the Man City away, uh, Wembley when they're pushing on and he can use his pace. But if teams are coming to the stadium late and sort of just sitting in and there's nowhere for him to run, and I think you need somebody with a bit more physical presence up there. So um, if you're going to play one up front, certainly. Yeah. Aye, but I can see he can play there, but. I mean, I'd, I'd rather see him up there as opposed to Wickham and out the door. I've got to be honest, but I don't think he's a long, long-term fix as a centre forward mm. uh, unless well, he's playing. Got to worry about that. No, <laughs> it's a long unless he was up there with somebody else. Um, I was thinking about this today, Gareth, actually, because it's something we've we've pushed for, isn't it? And I was just sitting thinking, you know, but if you play one up front, he's not going to he's not going to 
hold the ball up, get rid of the defenders, and you, as a, as a lone strike in the modern game, you need a little bit of everything like that, don't you? It's no good just being able to make the right run at the right time, which he surely can do. You I need more. Th- don't I you? thought in the cup final he did well as a lone but, front yeah, man but it's, physically. It's, 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 I just think it's a different game yeah. when Man City is pushing everybody on. There's big spaces to run into. No, but he, held, you know? he did hold it, and he, he, bat, he like he battled the centre halves. He, like, he did. Yeah. He did it. Like sometimes you got you know, obviously at Sunderland you're not going to often get you know all round centre forwards are you and they either do one thing or the other in a lot of cases and uh, but yeah you know, but like Martin's saying but if, if sides are coming up and keeping it tight and compact uh, but I've you, seen you like, need the one who can maybe hold uh, it but, exactly, it, but I've seen Fletcher's got the reputation of being this man who can hold the ball not from me has it what <laughs> like, <laughs> like I watch, I've watched him against Dean Michaelis when we played Man City at home it's like you look at if I've said it before but if you centre forward, you look at Dean Michaelis, you must be thinking, right, with that hair, for your centre <laughs> half with that haircut, you know you're in business. That's what I'd be thinking. I'd be like, get right. Every, I'd be saying everything I want it into my feet, and I'm going to back into him. I'm going to like get amongst him. Anything that's anything that's long, aim it for him, and I'll get I'll get amongst him. But he just doesn't like like you know. I mean, he's not even playing at the moment. I've got him, but <laughs> it, it was like watched him, and he's just like. You know, it might not be his game, but I'm thinking like, you know, you've got to like get involved. Like, and it, it, I saw him do it. Villa. I mean, Villa's a different prospect, and Villa away went to that game. He didn't mix it up. Just, but he got this reputation for like, and you you look at you know how often does Altador like rough people up? How often does just Wickham? You know, none. No, of them. I'd rather have Barini in front of them too. So you know, none, them do, none yeah. of them do it. Like, and I think like, you know, Barini. You know, he will try and do things that are out of his comfort zone, and I think that's something that the others don't do. They don't do the strengths either. I think Phil Bardi did for a bit when he thought he was going to get a new contract. Now he doesn't care. That sort of <laughs> sums the whole thing up, yeah, doesn't it? Well, but we're going to. Um, well, he'll be battling <laughs> for the. Uh, trying to get promoted from the Championship next season, so. Who will be? Well, who do you think? Bardi. Well, or else you mean? Well, probably both. Uh, but they, but that, that's the thing, though. They're all going to. You know, we're seeing how, how average these players are. The likelihood is most of them are going to get Premier League clubs, well, even that, if it's yeah. newly promoted ones, aren't they? Yeah, so. somebody will take them. Yeah, somebody well, will think, "Oh, I've seen them. him on Match of the Day. He'll be good." Yeah. Exactly. That's what. Larson is the well, ultimate Match of the Day he's player. Supposed isn't he's, he? in, he's supposed to be going to Germany, isn't he? That's that's the to thing. The top division, though. Yeah. Borussia is it Borussia Mönchengladbach? I think. Yeah. And then obviously you got. Garner apparently at West Brom. God knows where Garner would fit in at West Brom. Well, West, I think that's just because he's from from, from the Berlin. area, yeah. Aye, and it's aye. just he gets linked every single transfer yeah. window. Have you ever have you ever seen one since we signed him a transfer window go past where Gardner hasn't been linked with West Brom or Wolves, <laughs> yeah. or even though they're in League One? Which be my, yeah, on yeah, of, yeah, he'd do alright yeah, on there. some of his performances this season. Mm. You, you know, he got. I remember played Carlisle in the cup, didn't me? Didn't look League One, did he? <laughs> I know. Well, on that occasion, we, I thought we would try to. So we, we nearly managed I mean, to avoid the depressing tournament. I mean, we're, we're, we're almost going back to it now. Just said no, no. Just obviously, Martin in in the line of work, like you do. Obviously, you see a lot of the youngsters and that. You know, are there any? You know, I don't know how many teams you've seen the reserves this season, but is it? You know, obviously, we brought Mar- Mavrias Bar. You know, Bar did all right. Mavrias has done all right sometimes when he's played. Um, so them in particular, and then are there any others in there you think you'd be tempted to maybe get them involved for the last seven games? There's some there's some good younger players in there. Um, just what we were going back to the other, the other day, hopefully the culture of the club's changing mm. and, and going to give them a better chance of coming through. 
you know, because mm. there's been just nothing really coming through yeah. with this. They're getting in the club and they're stagnating from the age of 16 to 20, yeah. you know, and then they're getting let go, like Lewis Lang. Um, so hopefully that changes. But there is some, there's some good younger players. Uh, there's a young lad called Ethan Robson, who's uh, a good set of midfielder, only a first year. But there's, uh, there's some good there, but whether or not they're ready at the minute to step into the first team, but. There's a no, so there's no one in the reserve at the moment. The reserves, I mean, you've think. got Mikel Mandarin, people like yeah. that, um, but it's they're not. They've been out on loan, and they're yeah. probably just not quite ready. But why not throw them in if we relegate three games to go? Let them have a go. Let them see what it's all about. You know, yeah. throw the kids in. That's a popular mm. one from the. Older but I mean, it is. It? It's, you've got yeah. two lads are out on loan at Hartlepool. Um, there's a lad South End, John Egan, but I think he might be getting released. What more's up it? Hibs, so I don't think he'd be able to come back across the border and play. So you would be talking about very young players you'd be sticking in there. I mean, that's, that's the thing in it as well. People talk about, you know, chucking in the, the youngsters. People like to see it, don't they? But, you know, when you look it's at it, the, the, players that, the players are going on loan and they're not, they're not going on loan to the, the championship. championship. They're to going league on loan to League two, One. Yeah. But, well, mm. the, some of them are, most of them aren't going to League One. Most mm. of them are going to League... I mean, is it Liam Agnew's out on loan at Boston? Boston. I mean, what, what level are they? Uh, about conference, no. But that's just a general, the way the whole football's like that because yeah. there's that many foreign lads over here now the better rings of players are going down the leagues and these league, the, the teams where the lads used to go on, on loan can now afford to take in experienced pros. Mm. So there's nowhere for the younger lads to go and get yeah. the experience. Well, well that's one of my yeah, uh, bugbears. Yeah, that and we have not got time to delve into all that again because <laughs> we'll be here for hours. Right, I think we'll manage to keep that tone fairly uplifting for the, circum- <laughs> for the circumstances. <laughs> Right, we're going to direct the conversation towards another Premier League side now because we've all had enough of talking about Sunderland, I think. And it's good to get a, the perspective of an opposition fan anyway. David Fairley joined us last year from the Everton end as well, sort of a million miles away from Sunderland Everton at the moment. It's all a feel-good factor there. Uh, David, stating the obvious, Martinez came in, done a cracking job. It's, it's been dreamland. Honestly, I'm not lying to you. It's honest to God, been dreamland. And where we start now, you know, from where I'm speaking to you, to the end of the season, we've got five more games. To be standing here now, discussing that, everyone wrote us off. We've got a song about it. All the pundits said the toffees would drop. And they did. Everyone just said, oh, well, Moyes is gone now. He's gone, he's gone to bigger and better things. And he's kept you afloat for a decade. Well, actually, he built... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What, what Moyes did was build the foundation. This fellow's built, built the extension and everything. It's pleasing. We've had days this season where we've had five or six, seven days this season, what we haven't had in a decade, where we've gone away and celebrated at home. Newcastle at home was like, oh my God, that was, we haven't played like that since the 80s, since we won the league. So, yeah, it's been fantastic. Thank you. That was a great analogy there, by the way, the foundations and extensions thing. <laughs> uh, often fans, though, they don't realise what they have, sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a bad. And seeing some of the reflection from you, looking at David Moyes almost in a negative way now, but they were very happy when he was there. Is it, is it fair some of the criticism he's now getting? I have never criticised the fella in the whole time. I never will. This is the kids. It's the X Factor generation. They've either got to love you or hate you, and they'll vote on it overnight and change their mind overnight. That's kind of modern society. I've never, ever booed an Everton player in my life. I will never boo an Everton player in my life. David Moyes was marvellous for us. It was just time to move on. I find it's like your girlfriend and your ex-girlfriend. You loved your ex-girlfriend, but she's now your ex-girlfriend and you love your girlfriend. And actually, this one is a 36-year-old old pair. And it's boss, it's all day. However, you still respect your old girlfriend, so... I've got no beef with David Moyes. I really haven't. He chose to go there. It was time anyway. I, I wrote it on, on footyscene.com. There's an article on it <clears throat> on footyscene.com dated March last year. They knocked us out to Cup Wigan on the Sunday and I wrote a piece on the Monday saying Martinez is going to be your next manager. And I knew it. It was the end of the line. It was. It, it, they, th- those players went off against Wigan at 3-0 down. And any other year, David Moyes, he would have roared out. I'm not saying he would have won the game or even throwed the game, but you would have seen a tangible reaction from those players. They would have roared out. Someone would have got sent off like that. Effort, effort, effort. Well, it was it was just non-existent. They, it, to be honest with you, if if someone had gone in the dressing room at that time, I reckon he'd have called it quits at 3-0 half-time. That's how bad it was. So we, we just trying to move on. We were just saying we feel like doing that with our season now, David. Um, the problem think, is, lots yeah. of people keep getting sent off, but there doesn't appear to be any effort. That's yeah. our problem. I, 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 I admire you loyally, but I think if you're a Sunderland fan, that the not booing the player thing will be severely tested. <laughs> I can guarantee you of that. But um, we were just talking before the mice come on. You've got, you've got the catamole problem, haven't you? Like, <laughs> you've got the catamole problem, so you're going to factor in five sending offs a season before you've even kicked off, aren't you? Barely, truthfully, that's what's done that. With Fellaini, when we had Fellaini, we'd have to factor in four sending offs a season, whether he did something, which he did sometimes, or whether he never, just by his name being Fellaini, i.e. same as Catamol, in my opinion. Mm. That's an interesting one. Catamol was probably the only player who had done himself any, any justice the other night on Monday, wasn't no, it? I think he's the least yeah. worried Catamol yeah. I have for a long time. People moan about him, but I think at least you know what you're going to get from Obviously, a few red cards, but he doesn't, well, he doesn't get sent off that much. Like, yeah, a lot of the, lot of the times he has year, been, it's about once. It's been he shouldn't have been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wes Brown's been sent off twice in the last, <laughs> you know, cost, <laughs> costly ones. But David, we were just saying uh, before the mics come on there, Everton have lost once at home in about four hundred years, and uh, yeah. that was against us. So that must make you feel even more depressed. It did at the time, to be honest. Well, the goalie got sent off. It was, it was, it, the goalie with Leon Osman. It was the goalie's fault for not coming, and, and basically we got punished. But to be honest, I'm really surprised you are where you are because that day, I've seen most teams in the league now. There's only yourselves, Southampton, Man United, Man City, and Hull, who I haven't seen twice 
So I've seen everybody else twice in this league. And you, your system, Bobby went for, uh, create the bath straight away, second half, come out second half, create the bath. And so by our adapting, you had to adapt and you would adapt them well and you broke on as well. You broke on us as good as any team. Apart from Liverpool, you broke on us the best any team comes to Goodison Park. So to, and then you beat Newcastle on the way in the first time I can remember in my lifetime and moreover you got to the final of the League Cup. So to find you now plumb bottom of the league, granted with two games in hand or whatever it is, a game game in hand, two games in hand, I, I, it just it kind of baffles me. I keep because I go to all the games, I don't really concentrate on the Premier League that much. I see the team weekend. I see who we're playing this week, then I see who we're playing next week. You see what I mean? Yeah. I don't do the match of the day thing where I keep up with everybody doing everything. Because sometimes we kick up at twelve, sometimes we kick up at half five, sometimes we got to be up at four in the morning. Sometimes you see what I mean? It's like yeah. that in the middle sometimes, but. I've been looking at it this week and thinking, how did you end up there? Really, <laughs> seriously, there's some ranked teams in this league. There is some average teams in this league, honestly. And while you are one of them, you're in a transition season. You, you, you've already had two managers in the same season, and we're not at the end of it yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, anyway, it was it was it was kind of a surprise to me. So. I'm expecting a game on Saturday, to be honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bang on it. Um, I think you were just saying, as if you read my next question now, because I was going to mention, uh, I suppose I'll come to the lads in the studio about it, Gareth. We've spent years of losing in Newcastle, like Dave just said. We've mm. beat them twice this year. We've beaten them twice away, you know, three times in a row now. But yeah. you can add, add Everton to that list as well. We've beat Everton the last twice we've played them after going years of them being our bogey side. We get to a cup final and we're bottom of the league. It's, yeah. it's so frustrating. I don't it? know. I don't really... You know, I was thinking about that today because it's like you see you, every season we seem to like trundle along and then there's those they are the things it's like we never do well in the Cups we can never beat Evan we never beat Newcastle and then all of a sudden yeah, we, we do, do all those, those things yeah. and we just can't be good at football any other week apart from those <laughs> ones it's just ridiculous I mean I know what David's saying there about you know we did play well but that was a very different side but I mean it's funny because you know two days after that game at Evan we're going to put in one of the worst half hours of football you'll ever see at the Cardiff. Mm. I mean, we're absolutely horrific. 2 0 down in about, well, not, we're 1 0 down in about five minutes, and then second half, 2 0, and somehow managed to, to claw back. And, you know, what's even more remarkable about, about that Everton game is that we had our basic reserve um, back line out, and we had DK and Roberge yeah. played, mm. who, who are now, you know, gone. So, well, DK is gone, Roberge is still there, but he. In the res- well, he just doesn't play. So I, it's it's I don't you just don't. It's just a mystery, like you're saying. It's a mystery. I mean, it is in some respects, and it's it, but it just it's it's not really. It's been three years, three years in the making. Yeah. And it's this a, this has been this has been coming, hasn't it? It's been coming slowly but surely, like a slow disease. Will the Premier League miss us? Do you think? Slow David? disease, like a slow yeah like a disease coming on slowly. With a cold. Yeah. yeah, slow what yeah. Sorry, yeah, David. Uh, I'm still there. What did you say? Sorry, Sorry I'm just saying, will the Premier League miss Sunderland, do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sunderland. So, uh, Sunderland's a proper football club. I, be, I went to Roker Park, mate. I, I saw Will Froston knock us out the cup when I stayed off school to go up there when a game had been postponed from the Saturday to the Tuesday night. I absolutely do. Sunderland's a big club, mate. Serious. Uh, in, put, put this way, no one in the new, in, in the northeast wins anything. I'm not being funny. I'm not trying to cast aspersions. We've had 20 years. Next year, be, 
since we've won any sort of trophy up there no one wins anything ever <laughs> so don't I'm not telling you I've lived up there and I, I, like really I, I used to work at Doxford Park and I used to live in Bailey my children have grown up in the North East one of them still lives there and, and the point being that so you, you become about something else it's like us when, when Liverpool were winning the European Cups and doing all that and we weren't we actually got there in the end but we had 14 years where we did nothing but we were still the fourth biggest club in the country because that, that's who we were that was our history that's who we are so yeah when there's teams I'm not even going to name names because I don't want to upset no one but there's other teams in the Premier League who are much much smaller than you are who've got a much worse fan base who've got a much worse ground a much worse history and so yeah I'd say you belong in the Premier League yeah no did, problem at all did um, you ever play against Everton at Rock Park you must have I think it was our last home game there, wasn't it? Um, did you play? Did you play that? No, game? I was on the, uh, on the bench. I think. Oh, yeah. Usual. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get in that team. <laughs> oh, it's Chris Waddle keeping me out. Oh. That weren't so bad. <laughs> did you play in the one at Everton? The three. Yeah, oh. played that one. You played in the we, three. Oh, when we won three. done the double over the mat. Yeah. The yeah. Day. Did oh, you right. play the um, cup game? Were you gone yeah, by then? Penalties. See when you won. Yeah. Pen- I thought you did. Yeah. Took one of them. Oh, Got dropped the next game. Unbelievable. Nice one for that cheering me up there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, do you have any idea? Can you tell us a bit about how Everton are likely to line up the game then, David? Uh, I suspect it'll be a very similar team. He's been what he's been doing, to be honest, is swapping Barkley and Osman and Morales and Delafoe. So at Newcastle, he played Osman to hold because they were breaking on us. So shut that down, and then. At home, it was it, it, it was the opposite that he did the opposite at Newcastle. He played Barkley so we could break on them, and then brought Osman on to tie it down in the end, and did the opposite at home against Arsenal to stop them breaking on us. But he got injured and brought Barkley on. So I'd say if Osman's fit, Osman will start. But you will see Osman, Delafoe, Barkley, Morales. Um, that or two of them will be subs, but you'll see them as well in in the game. We are looking to attack. We've got to go now. Our, our, our mindset our, our mission statement now it's a different blueprint honestly it's get it on the floor we've got overlapping wingers we've got midfielders who are up and down so I'd expect you to see us on the front foot to be honest with you what do you, what do you think of Bartley Dave because I think he's the best young kid I've seen for uh, since Gaza I think he's unbelievable but he needs he needs Molly for another couple of years Yeah. for example I'd say to you this year I'd say Seamus Coleman James McCarthy um, Seamus Coleman James McCarthy certainly are ahead of him as far as youth players in Everton's first team for consistent performances mm. he haven't scored the wonder goals and after the little 15 minutes where he rips the roof off by the way he's absolutely a magnificent footballer don't get me mm. wrong on that but he needs to understand his role in the team because Barkley Roberto basically gives him a free hand mm. and we've got Peter Arsenal in the cup because he kept losing the ball. We scored our goal because, like the Newcastle one, we ran 40 yards with the ball, slipped it to Lukaku, Morales, Lukaku, we scored the goal. But if he loses it three times in the middle of the park and they brace on us and score twice out of them three times, we're behind in the game. Mm. No matter how brilliant the goal was, you see what I mean? Yeah. He's got to learn. The ability's there, isn't it? That's The ability's unquestionable. I think oh, he's got yeah. the right manager. Yeah. I, th- I think it, it, he let him express himself, but he'll also teach him the other side of that game, won't he? What it is. And also, Gareth Barry, I think you'll find, is that's another reason he, he, he's going to sign Barry, even though next season, I wouldn't say he'll get 20 games out of Gareth Barry next season. Mm. But 
he'll do the mentor thing, he'll be the seasoned England international, James McCarthy under his wing, and the same with Barkley, I would, I would imagine. Mm. That, that, that brings me back, Martin, to the when we mentioned Sonnen's centre-backs there, the young players he's, he's likely to let go. Now, we, you know, John O'Shea and Wes Brown might be struggling a little bit in the Premier League now, but they're the right kind of guys you would have thought could sort of mentor these young players through, especially if it's going to be a championship next season. Possibly. I think he'd probably try and keep one. Mm. Whether he, he does or not, I think it'll probably be Wes Brown if, if anybody would try and keep. I think they'll both stay. Like I think I don't think Brown will retire because he's been out for such a long time. He seems a bit see come back for mm. you know eight months I, and then you know, retire. Because I was kind of thinking the other way, he might have sort of said, right, I've got that full season, you know, off off my chest now, kind of thing. I've got out my mm. system because I've been injured so long, and now is the time to go. That's I'm what I was sure thinking. About that. I think Bardsley could play a part if they keep him as well. I think in Premier that, League in teams that, would be after after Bardsley though. Probably, they? I don't know. I think so. But anyway. Do we, has anyone got any sort of preferences to how Sunderland line up? I mean, he's 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 he's, he's implied he's going to stick with this three centre half thing again, hasn't he? And now again, like like I said before, the Tottenham game, I don't mind it as much at home or a side like Everton, who break really fast and keep the ball. But it, it was the it was the um, who do we play? <laughs> the West Ham one that really uh, really yeah. wound me up. But um, them from the memory. Yeah, I think uh, you know I'd quite like if you're going to play three at the back. I'd quite like to see Rebej giving a go. I think he'd work in the three one, though, isn't I don't it? know what's That's happening. That's an interesting here. one, isn't it, Martin? Because no. he's, he's, he's just went off the radar and he, was a, he didn't do that bad no. in the games or something. He, he played he, better than Virginia, is not he? Yeah. Mm. You know? And he was decent on the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's thing. what he you thought he would have been poor yeah. years sort of player. I mean, Virginia's mm. all right on the ball, actually, like when he's carrying it um, and his passing's all bad, but it's just something just defence. I thought he actually played quite well against West Ham. I thought he was probably one of the be- better players, but again, you know, he had a. In, I mean, they were all garbage on in the back, really, on, against Tottenham. You, you can't play well and concede five goals defensively, so none of them can take any credit out of that. But, uh, yeah, I think they're in a situation, you know, I mean, David's saying, I mean, they're going to be coming, and, like, I watched them, obviously, against Arsenal last week. It's frightening, wasn't it? And they were absolutely <laughs> It's enough to give tremendous. you nightmares, wasn't it? I mean, you've got to say, about, I mean, everyone goes on about Southampton and all this, and it's quite trendy, isn't it, to, like, praise Southampton, but you have to say... Everton this season have been absolutely fantastic. I mean, you've only lost about five games or something, haven't you, David? I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't even think it's five. Yeah, yeah. it's about four. Yeah. I mean, that... we did lose. We lost at Man City, and luckily, by the way, we were winning one nil, and then Naismith had an absolute nailed on penalty, and it would have been two nil, and he never gave it, mm. and he ended up beating three one, and and then we went again. That that was in September, and the next time we got beat was yourselves. We got beat at Liverpool. We got beat at Spurs. And we got beat at Chelsea. That's it, you're right. Five, yeah, there's five, yeah. Well, there you go. I don't think we've won five, so... <laughs> I think by we've... the way, I've just got to tell something in about Sunderland. Your goalkeeper can never play as well again as he did in the first half. <laughs> in the first game, you were talking about Barkley, right? Ross Barkley had taken one free kick for Everton before that game. It was in the game previous against Swansea. Yeah. I was asking that. He put it in the top corner, if you remember. Mm. Bent it round the wall and put it in the top corner. Then That was with his left foot. He got one against yourselves, second half, in the street end, outside the area. He took it with his right foot and put it like a postage stamp in the top corner. And somehow, Manoni flipped it over the bar. And I'm still sitting here today thinking, <laughs> how did he get to that? Because mm. it was an absolute rash bet of a free kick. And it was going like a bullet in the top corner. And I kind of knew then. That day. Do you know when you know sometimes it's just not yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm you we have lots of them 
Um, I think more normally, like the side had a bit of a purple patch around Christmas mm. and January, didn't he? And he sort of looked a bit suspect the last. Well, I last think few that's weeks that's the final well. goal I conceded was you know flappy, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, I don't know. I think like they're just gone then. I mean, to be honest, I I just can't see whatever we do. I just can't see you know if, if Everton start well. And that when I've ever, whenever I've seen Everton, they always start. They seem to start quite rampantly. If they get, if they get a goal in the first five minutes or something, five, it's going to it's gonna be frightening. As like what day. could potentially happen? And I'm not. I don't even know if I want to ask any of the lads in the studio for predictions. To be honest, David, will have one. We'll have one from you, though. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna stick my neck out. You know, I'm not trying to be funny or nothing, but I honestly think we might win three-one. To be honest with you. Right, that's you that. you've, you've went, you've, well, yeah, you've went quite soft there. To be honest, <laughs> uh, do, do we want to do one or not, or do we not want to sort of plunge ourselves in in a further tunnels of despair? I'll say three nil. That's exactly what I was three thinking. Nil, I'll go with that then as well because what I'm thinking is it could be a lot worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, if anybody wants a break from watching the men run around like headless chickens, then you you can go and watch a decent Sunderland side play this weekend because Sunderland AFC ladies take on Liverpool in the FA Cup fifth round at Eppleton, Eppleton Colliery Welfare Ground in Hedden. That kicks off at two o'clock. Gareth, fancy that one? I might do. I might well go down. I've been planning it. So I might. I'll be going on my own by the sound of it because everyone have asked. Weren't they like overlooked for the for the top Super League? Yeah, I think for, for marketing reasons yeah, or something. I don't. I think that yeah, they've been trying to get into the Super League for a while, and I think they got in to the set. Basically, what's essentially the Championship, but they, they'll definitely be favourites for the promotion. I mean, I've not I've not seen them, so I'm no expert. But obviously, it's an, an area of the game now that you know more and more money's probably been put into the women's game, and uh, yeah, so. I mean, obviously the, the, they've, they've done well in the in the other incarnations of the competitions that they played in in the, in the league and they've won the league, haven't they? So mm-hmm. a number of occasions. Have you seen them much, Martin? Like, well, I've not seen much of them, no. But I, I always see the results and things. It's always good to see them do well. So mm-hmm. we are going to spend the next well, half hour talking yeah, about, yeah, about yeah. analysing the Sun and women's well, yeah, we should, team. You know, I think we'll def- definitely. Yeah. I think definitely in the next sort of in, over the course of the next few months or yeah. to the end of the season, we'll we're going to show more than interest. Definitely be trying to trying to make an effort to you know see what could be you know one of the shining lights in the club con- you know comparatively you know a lot of mm-hmm. c- criticism towards the men's game and the money and all that and you know the, the losses local are girls yeah. predominantly in the team and you look at the England and you know squad, everybody loves yeah. to throw the kids in and the yeah, local yeah. people so but uh, well, we, you look we, at the we, England squad how many is there seven or eight mm, mm. from this from, area, from yeah. Sunderland I think so mm-hmm. that's you know there's some there's something there and I think they are favourites for promotion. So if they can, if they can get up to the Super League, and I think Liverpool won the, won the league last last year. So, you mm. know, it'd be a, should be a good game, shouldn't it? Really. Well, the new Women's Super League kicks off. The season kicks off in just over a week's time, and first up is a derby game, where they play away at Durham Women's FC. That's April the seventeenth. Reading is next up at home, which is at Appleton Colliery Welfare Ground, and that's the twentieth of April. Two o'clock kickoff. Now, season tickets are thirty-eight quid and only eighteen quid if you've got a season ticket yeah, I think for the men's team. Four quid in as well. I think on the on the gate and things a pound for concessions. So, you know, Sunday afternoon, you know, s- Sunday lunch early, pint at the cross. Sounds all right. I might do that. So. Yeah. 
I'm not going with you. Like I was just asking if oh, you go. That wasn't an invite. That wasn't an invite. No. They go for the pride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll write you afterwards. Yeah. Um, right now, we've also we're going to mention the Jody Craddock testimonial as well. I'm sure you've all been. You're all aware that he's been awarded a testimonial match, which will see a host of iconic players from Sunderland and Wolves line up to raise funds for charity. Bobby Saxton taking charge of Sunderland. I think on this press release it said Peter Reeb. I'm sure I just read the day it was just Bobby Saxton. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. And you shed any light on that, Martin? That's why I might have had a late call up then. If Sacco was in charge, if Reedy was there, I wouldn't I get a sniff. I was thinking, like, you'd bring you there and just put you in the reserves. That's yeah. it. You'd be, playing in, the, uh, you'd be playing in the reserves testimony. Mm, exactly. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I would have read now the names of the, the, the players I've got on that list is Niall Quinn, Kevin Phillips, so they're going to be back up front together, which is which is great. Mickey Gray, Alex Ray, Thomas Sorensen, Thomas Myra, surprising one. Alan Johnson, Gavin McCann, Kevin Kilban, and I just said to Martin, you must have been overlooked for that, but he's informed us he is, in fact. Yeah, got a late, late call up. But looking at that team, uh, them names, I don't think I will get a game, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll have to up my fitness regime. Aye. You've got the versatility, though, you can play on. Uh, any wing and up front mm. and all that. I know John. Well, Johnston, he sort of finished his career as a. Sort he of finished a, Martin's career. Right, well, I did, but he did it <laughs> sort of pretty much, didn't he? Right? Um, but no, he's a, he sort of uh, plays as a. He kind of played as a central sort of like defensive midfielder for Kilmarnock. Right? I remember seeing him. Uh, he's a manager. Him there. He's a oh, manager he as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember seeing him there a few years ago and back end of his career, and uh, I was playing in a on a custom role because uh, sort of he was one of my favourite players like uh, when I was when I started going and like in the main you know, every week and he was fantastic Johnston you know was just a joy to watch mm-hmm. and he, you know my dad say my dad always used to say it's not like this every week you know <laughs> and you know every season you yeah. sort of look you sort of look at it now and you think that really was the uh, you know mm-hmm. it all picked up when Martin left that's it <laughs> but it's bank holiday uh, Monday the 5th of May Kick off 2 p.m. at Molyneux. The proceeds go to Birmingham's Children's Hospital, where Jordy's young, young four-year-old son Toby is continuing to be treated for leukemia since being diagnosed two years ago. I'm actually thinking about going to that one just yeah. so I can boo Mick McCarthy because he's a Wolves manager as well. <laughs> Let me feelings towards him, none. Mm, yeah, I'm. Yeah, you're not a fan of. I'm not. Mick. No. We spoke about this before. It's one of your bugbears. Nothing personal. Just speaking as a fan. Yeah, I. But you know, it'll be. You know, it's a month away, and it. You know, we've probably just been relegated, and then we can go and. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's a couple of days after. Players. It's a couple of yeah. days after the Manu game, isn't it? I Is think, it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, right. It's yeah. It's a it's a bang all day Monday, isn't it? Yeah. So. so yeah, I might. I think I might try and make a trip to that, but. We've started talking about the football and Martin's feeling he's back now as, as if the excuses are coming in. So when he said four weeks, I think I'm never getting fit in four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you must be fairly fit, reasonably fit. You'll not be on for long, will you? If yeah, you're exactly. there, will you? Are you, still nah. play, are you still doing the five side? I am I. Oh, yeah. so, one last night but I got smashed. I bet you, I bet you were happy when I retired. <laughs> I bet you were happy when I retired. <laughs> Yeah. No, he's need no comment. I, I know, I know. We'll, let, we'll not get Martin to talk about <laughs> how rubbish I am at football. Um, right, Gareth, do you want to oh, yeah, mention the, the question of the week? Yeah, we actually we ditched the question of the week this week. Well, it'll, I'll bring it back in a couple. I thought like I did it as a joke, and then I thought actually it's probably a bit pessimistic. Maybe at the moment, maybe we should hang fire until it's all rubber stamped, and then talk about the championship. But uh, yeah, uh, next week we're gonna have a question of the week, and um, it's a special one because it's gonna be sponsored by um, TF Shipping. Um, and they are contributing a tremendous prize. If you you know, 
it'll be That's a good debatable. day. It'll yeah. be a good day. Um, it's uh, two tickets um, for the um, the Montgomery Suite, and you get a meal um, and so there's some wine on the table and that for that. So you'll be sharing. So don't be greedy. That's the first rule. You know, it's <laughs> nobody. If you're greedy, you don't win. Um, so yeah, the question is going to be: Will well, we the, run the, the tickets as well for the Cardiff game? Oh, obviously, you, not, you, you, have, you haven't mentioned that. For the well, you haven't mentioned <laughs> well, that. Oh, well, why would you why would I did? I you said didn't. for the for the game. Like, might put people off if they've got to watch the game. Ah, exactly. Stick with the food. Yeah. Yeah, stick with the food. Yeah, <laughs> come and see the relegation confirmation <laughs> after in the Montgomery Suite. Having um, a relegation party. Yeah, yeah, yeah an after party. Aye, that'll be it. So, I the question of the week for that one, which will run all week, is if you could ship something from Africa. Using TF shipping to aid Sunderland's wars, what would it be and why? Um, and the rules would be basically that you have to be following or follow TF shipping to win the prize, and you have to mention at TF shipping in the answer so they can maybe give us a hand on deciding who wins. But whoever the studio panel is next week, which we haven't decided yet, will help out with the with with the prize. So we'll be running that all week. Uh, the answer will be announced. The winner will be announced next week, and then we'll uh, we'll sort out the. The, the prize, but I it should be all right. I mean, you know, to take the edge off a few drinks beforehand, knowing that you haven't paid for your food. You know, that's always a bonus if you're northern. I find. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that, really. Right, okay. Um, thanks for still listening. If you're still, ar- if you're still around, we're not. Well, if they're not staff, then they, they yeah. can't. You know, and they're not on Twitter. I know. You know, I don't. I don't, they don't want any view survivors. So. Try and keep the expletives down <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. to a minimum. If you're ranchy, say, you're not going to win. Yeah. That's basically what he's saying. <laughs> All right. Oh, right, okay. Don't have nightmares about this Everton game, people. Thanks for listening. Over and out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.